0: Susan
1: and this is Portia
0: and welcome to another episode of she speaks stories and today I am so super excited about this I really I we get uh guests from all over some of we mm-hmm. uh have people that write in we have people that call us and say uh we think this would be a great great interview and a great story for our listeners to hear and today we have only been talking to our guest today for about 10 minutes and it just feels it's like the Holy a Spirit. Party. Yes. <laughs> I feel like e the Holy F Spirit F. is, yes. I'm so, oh, I love it so much. And we're like all, we are all over the country right now. Like there's not one of us that's in the same state, uh, recording. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Portia, I'm going to let you introduce our guest and I want to dive okay. right in because I do not want to waste one second because what she's going to share today is going to be so, so good. Who is our yes. guest? Robin dance. How fun <laughs> is that last name? How fun hey, is that last name? It is so much fun. <laughs> I
2: can bear it.
1: I'll I just chime
2: it. in with that answer. Is that the right answer? Yes, that I love
1: is, it. It's amazing. Love it. It's her real name, folks. I asked already. It was. It's not a stage name. It's not no. a student. It's her name. That's right. She married into it, but it's hers because you know the two shall become one flesh and one.
0: Okay. Almost Robin. thirty-three years. Oh, Almost that's so good. That's amazing. i, have, I have earned that's it. That's beautiful.
1: It. I love that so much. All right. So listeners here, let's jump in um, with Robin. Can you relate to struggling in your faith, but longing to believe? So can Robin dance our guest today, as she invites us to find hope and healing for our story within the pages of hers. Sometimes wandering is a path that leads us back to God. Let's listen into Robin's conversation about her book for all who wander, why knowing God is better than knowing it all. Oh man, that is so amazing. I love that so much. And I I like that that she uses the word wander.
0: I I I wonder why.
2: (laughs) Okay, it's such a serious somber topic, and we are having a party (laughs) overall. You know
1: what? I, I think it was maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. I was talking to my husband, we were, um, thinking about life, making big decisions. And I went, you know what, one of my prayers is that in this season that we will have fun in the not knowing because it's an adventure, right? Instead of being like, I don't know. We'd be like, I don't, but God does. So it's going to be good. Right. Um, so that's not um, an automatic thing. That's a very manual thing that I have to do in my life. But sometimes I, I make it there and I'm like, this is so much fun. I wonder what's going to happen.
0: Amen. Amen. I love that. That's I think good. we
1: can
2: turn pretty much anything into a get to or celebration. I mean, sometimes we have to work for those silver linings and those bright sides, but it's worth mm-hmm.
1: it. It is worth I'm it. I'm all
2: about it. Yeah. And it's why not? Why not try to look at it that way? Oh, my goodness. If we didn't. woohoo.
1: That's right. (laughs) Um, There's a lot that can bog us down. So um, Robin, you grew up as a middle child, which already meeting you and and knowing you I'm like, you are a middle child because my middle child, I'm like, ooh, (laughs) I'm seeing some similarities here. (laughs) That's good. But as a middle child, you lost your mother to breast cancer when you were only nine. That's so young. That is... too young. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's too young. Why is it important for us to know your backstory before we get into more of your story now? Well, isn't it
2: all one and the same? It's, um, these lives are seamless days strung together. And that certainly has bearing in who I've become, I think. Um, it's only one part though, right? Right. It's not the only thing. And, interestingly because of my mom uh my first and earliest memory in life is in the church Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was around and I have photographic evidence which makes me really happy I wish I had it with me to show you but I was married in the Christmas pageant and I was wife to a nose-picking four-year-old Joseph so um, it's a fun story in my book but uh, so much of who we are growing up in life is who we become, and they're the stories that we eventually tell. And so I think you've already tapped onto one thing. As a middle child, I think it's important for readers to know that I'm also a recovering people pleaser. Mm. Mm. And that comes into play in the story that I tell in these few pages. And, um, and I want your listeners to know that I am an empty nester, married to my college sweetie for 33 years, as I've already... Mm tapped into that and we have three children who are scattered all over the country so um it's fun to watch them navigating their young adulthood and so all of that comes into play as we enter the pages of this period of time that I'm going to share with Mm, y'all
0: good that's so good okay so you've been blogging and writing online for 16 years that ever let me tell you, that's like blogging before blogging even became a thing. That's pretty mm-hmm. impressive. That is very impressive. Um, so what prompted you now to write a book and a memoir and exactly who did you write your book for? Well, I'm not one of those authors who has always
2: known she wanted to write a book. That That is not me. My background is PR and marketing. And yeah. so I've always written with every job I've ever held and continued as a freelancer. I would like to have written a book. I didn't want to do the hard work of writing the book. Sure. If you, does that make sense? If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just get to the end and celebrate that part of it. Not the, not the work part of it, the staple your rear end to the chair for days and months on end. But what prompted this, uh, I write for encourage and that is spelled mm-hmm. with an I it is okay. day Springs online community for women. Okay. And we hear from our readers and we know that it's primarily women. Right? And we know that what they express to us is representative of women everywhere. And so they asked me, they presented me with this felt need from our community and asked if I would be interested in writing this book for women in general. And when I saw the ideas that were coming to them through the questions and comments that we see in those readers and the people in the online places with Encourage, I thought no one else can write this book. This is Mm. my story to tell. And it was one of those opportunities that the Sunday school answer is right. I wanted to say Jesus is the reason I wrote the book, but it was the right thing at the right time. God had me in a place um, with my heart where I was no longer striving for certain things in this writing world. And he knew I was ready to tell a story. And so it was at his invitation. Um, Who who did I write it for? I wrote it for people who are struggling in their faith. Um, Mm -hmm. I wrote it for everyone who knows someone who is struggling in their faith. Faith or wrestling with doubt or questions. And then uh, a secondary reader would be pastors and church leaders who want to have an inside glimpse into the mind of those who are questioning. Mm. It, it really- that was secondary. But as I was writing, writing this and having conversations with pastor friends, they really expressed, well, I need this just as much as the person who was in your shoes, because I need mm-hmm. to understand what that looks like. Because if you haven't experienced it, and most people at some point in their faith walk will mm-hmm. experience a season, it might not yeah. be as long as mine, and it's going to look different from mine. Sure. That is who I wrote it for with the hope of encouragement. Um and, and ultimately pointing to Jesus, who
0: really is the answer for everything. I love yeah. that. I you love know? that. Can you, um, this isn't one of the questions, but I just was um, curious. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the Encourage community? Because that's a really cool place that women can go mm-hmm. online. And I love that you're a writer for them. How can they get and to go over there and, and look at all of your writings and what that community is about? Well, I would, and and I can give you a link.
2: We'll throw that in show notes, okay. maybe, yeah. in, of, of how to how to get there specifically. But it's encourage i n c o u r a g e. Dot me, and and it's a great time to check it out. Encourage has been around for eleven years, and just this is just a fun thing to share. Is I got to write on the first day, and I actually wrote about my mom.
0: So um, The
2: day that we launched eleven years ago, and that was back, like you said, in the dark ages of blogging, and and who knew that it would be where it is today? We have just redesigned our site, and it is gorgeous. If any of your listeners have heard about us, it's a great time to just peek in because it's love that. visually stunning but mm. really aesthetics at end of the day don't matter it's the content yeah. we have sure. a team of writers who write we have a team as a as a any writer can contribute or can apply to contribute um throughout <gasps> the year. yeah that's really fun we open the doors a couple of times the year because we want to hear from women of all ages, Mm -hmm. all stages, you name it. And so it is a place of encouragement. It's so well-named because the ultimate goal is to equip women with the hope of the gospel. We want to Mm -hmm. point people to Jesus through our story. So it is so in keeping with what you do here because God is a masterful storyteller, right? The more confidence we gain in here, well, we gain confidence in telling our stories, When we hear each other's stories, you telling yours makes me want to. Yes. And so, and ultimately we want to tell the greatest story. We get to be part of the greatest story ever told the one that lasts forever. My words are going to, are, are going to be gone one day, but the Lord's words
0: remain forever, forever. I love that. that. Thank you for asking. Yes. I, I, that makes me very eager to want to jump over there because I have a, a couple of my friends. I just finished a, um, coaching licensing through, uh, the go and tell girls with Jess Connolly, oh, and wow. a couple of them were going to, um, apply, I believe for, to be an encouraged writer. And so that's exciting to hear about that community. I love that so much, mm-hmm. but okay. So let's switch gears. Tell us about the story that you've written about in your book. So, um, at its simplest
2: Um, level, it's a story of God's faithfulness and how it is not a function of or dependent on the believer's faith or faithfulness. Mm -hmm. So that's a one-liner, what it's about. However, this is my story as a lifelong church girl. As I said, my first memory in life is as a three-year-old Mary um, in the Christmas pageant. But throughout my life, I have been in church and I have served in church. I worked at a church for 10 years and, and I still fell into an intense season of wandering where I actually contemplated what it would look like to walk away from this faith. I was so mm. disillusioned. I was so full of doubt. I had so many questions that I could no longer honestly profess. Mm. And Ultimately what happened was God revealed himself to me in a way that was undeniable. So this is a story of redemption, of forgiveness, of seeing Jesus in new light of him working in me to refine my faith. When I thought that I was living a life that was evidence that I had none.
0: Mm. Well, how timely is that? Because I feel like right now, you know, in this COVID experience in the middle of such chaos in our nation, so many people you hear about are questioning their faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a timely message. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So you talk about, um, for all who wander. So tell me the difference between wandering and being lost. Right. So great question. And, There are a couple of great stories in the book.
2: I would love to just tease your readers with my my stories of being lost, lost both as a child. Think about a time that you, maybe when you were young or maybe Mm -hmm. if you have children that they've been separated from you and they were lost and what that feels like. It has a definite memory. Attached to it and a feeling that you never forget, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't actually lost, but I felt like I was lost. And then another time uh, where I didn't know I was lost, and I was as lost as I could be because thank you. Yes, doesn't always work when you're out yeah, of there. You go. <laughs> but those stories are in the book, and we won't get into those there. For now, um, the difference between being lost and wandering. Um, Lost, straight out, in in terms of how I want to describe it here, is in a salvific sense, meaning that you have never repented, acknowledged your sin, and turned to Jesus and professed him as your Lord and Savior. There is a, a, it's a spiritual lostness. There Mm -hmm. is, that is a thing. Wandering is when it feels like maybe you never were saved okay mm-hmm. wandering is a feeling it's rooted in where we are and when we've taken our eyes off of Jesus but the glorious truth is and what I've come to believe is if you're wandering any listener right now who's questioning their faith or they are or are, are maybe at that point where they're thinking about walking away from it all let me tell you that is an evidence of God at work in you he is stripping away all the cultural nonsense, mm-hmm. all the baggage that we bring into the church, the ideas that we come up that are with that are extra biblical, right. and it's doing a work. And if you will allow yourself to see that this thing that it feels awful. Listen, when you're lost, it feels. T- terrible. Mm-hmm. So if you're questioning that about your faith, look, lost people, in a, and when it comes to salvation, they aren't worried if they're lost. They aren't thinking, well, maybe I never really was saved. Mm-hmm. Those are not the kind of questions that an, a, a person who's lost doesn't care. They, they yeah, either don't wow. know or they just flat out don't care. And so that was a revelation to me to really see how God was using this thing that I thought was an evidence of my lack of faith mm-hmm. as an evidence of my faith. Mm-hmm. Right. So and I feel like that speaks wow. to some of your people right now because yeah. our world, listen, the thing about this and the thing that for me, and we might get into this in a minute. Um, you can get to this stage overnight. There can be an event in your life that throws you into an into an intense season of doubt. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. financial um, financial ruin, maybe it's infidelity, maybe it's a diagnosis. Um, there are so many things that can happen suddenly that throw us into a tailspin and, and it raise all these questions. For me, it was a lot more subtle than that.
1: Mm. Okay, so tell, uh, oh, go ahead, Portion. I was going to say, um, t- tell us about that. What was the catalyst into wandering for you?
2: Well, I don't think it was one thing. I think it was a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as again, some of you, some of the people who are listening may not even be people of faith. Um, mm-hmm. Some may be lifelong church people like me. I, I know there's it's a broad range here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was it was that frog in a pot of boiling water where I was in this wonderful bath that felt fantastic. And then at some point that heat had ratcheted up to a point that I was in trouble and Mm -hmm. I was about to get cooked. I think Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't one thing. It was many things. So Mm -hmm. for instance, um, I had constructed idols that I never recognized as idols. I was worshiping these things in the world that had nothing to do with God. Um, yeah. and, and listen, an idol can be anything. You know, I don't know uh, if that's common language or, or a new idea, but the things that we invest our time and the things that we're looking to for significance, the things that we are striving for can all be idols. Our, tr- our children, our fitness, mm-hmm. our jobs, our marriages, anything that we're pursuing outside of this relationship. With the heavenly mm-hmm. father can be can become an idol. I think also there are, if, if you are a believer, so if you are this person who is in the church who professes um, faith in Jesus, then you understand this there are spiritual forces at yeah. work in our lives. Mm-hmm. We can't see them, but we certainly are experiencing them. And the thing about God and Satan is there's this great cosmic battle of good and evil. Now, as a believer, I believe there is already a victory won, right? That's right. what scripture would indicate to us. But uh, there is an enemy who is always and mm-hmm. only against us. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so in my life, the way that he was winning was, I was forgetting that there was an enemy who was always and only against me. Mm-hmm. And I was losing sight of that. There is a God who is always and only for me. Mm. And so, uh, and then just the things in life, you know, again, I didn't have one thing that threw me into this, to this mindset. It was this subtle, slow faith. And I think another factor was that I had a performance-based faith, um, very works-based. And the thing Mm. is, I would have argued that with you, but when you are self-reliant, when you are resourceful, when you can fix things, when you're very independent, that can sneak in. It's a subtle thing, but being able to take care of all the things or thinking you can take care of all the things leads to that performance-based performance based faith. And so those were against me. I, I had forgotten whose I was, that I was a daughter of a king. I mm-hmm. forgot what God says about me. And that matters when you are a person of faith. And so mm-hmm. I was finding my value in all of these things around me. I was, um, I like to say, I'm in addition to being a recovering people pleaser, I am a recovering glory hog, mm. so these things that should be reserved for God alone, I was clamoring for. I wanted to share the stage with Him, or probably get in front of Him, if I'm perfectly mm. honest. Mm. So, and and in large part, I was trying to do that through my writing for a season. And so, sure. there were just many, many things that were contributing to this place. And you know what? At the end of the day, I had taken my eyes off of God and who He ex who who he tells us he is, and really put my eyes squarely on myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was a striver.
1: Yeah, and I think that as women in our society, we almost applaud it, both in the church and outside the church, that, oh, you worked really hard. You are overtired. You haven't slept in the last three days. Your hair looks great. Your, Your house is impeccable. All these different things that we do killing ourselves trying to do it and we're like oh look at you um this is a conversation i've heard many many times when we are on social media whether it be instagram or pinterest or whatever that we're seeing highlight reels and so sometimes we take that on of oh well then i have to do xyz because so-and-so is doing this but we all we all have our stuff we all got dust money someplace in our house yeah um, unless it's the first time that you're coming to my house, I will have gotten them. But then after that,
2: off <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, I can so relate to that. And the thing is, we can be fierce women. We can be strong. We can be so many good things, and there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. But is it coming at an expense of the most important thing? And I think that's right. what we have to look at. What is it? that we are gaining versus what is it that we're actually losing? And I think we're able to have that honest conversation with ourselves even. Um, But there is, there's no such thing as being able to do it all. Right. And definitely at some point there is a cost. I think we're seeing some of that Mm -hmm. fallout in our world today. You know, there's just a lot of striving. And the the great thing is, is God is a God who calls us to rest. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. and the thing about this, when, when you get into this place when you're beginning to question for me there was a high level of shame mm. attached to it and we carry our shame in the dark don't we yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i did i didn't talk about this with anyone i didn't share it with anyone because and, and the crazy thing is that i would have presented as mm a poster child for the good Christian girl or the Proverbs 31 woman. I mean, I kind of want to roll my, I'm rolling my eyes for your listeners right now at myself at who, who I was or who I thought I was in that season. But the reality was what I was living within, you know, in between the two ears in my mind was that there was a huge disconnect between that and what I was presenting. And I think there's probably a lot of people walking around right now who are hurting, Mm -hmm. who understand that shame, but this Mm -hmm. is the deal if, if we feel condemned, if we feel shame, that's not from the Lord. So that's, that's from right. that enemy enemy we talked about a few minutes ago. And he's winning. Yeah. Yeah. He's winning yeah. what we're given him that. And-
0: Here, here's what I would say, too, is that um, a dear, dear friend of mine said uh, to me this week over text that, especially during COVID, but prior to COVID as well, especially with women, that the enemy's goal is isolation and then exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And like you talked about you, you were, it was kind of a shame thing. So you weren't really sharing that with anybody. So you were isolating yourself. And I think when we can become isolated, it takes us to a whole new level of exhaustion because you Mm -hmm. are still trying to strive to please everyone. And you're still trying to, I mean, I, I can, I own every bit of what you're saying. Even Katie, um, our other, our other co-host, she, talks about prior to cancer a year ago, she was doing everything that she could do. I mean, leading Bible studies, uh, just hosting small groups, doing all she could do. And all of a sudden everything came to a halt. And then it makes you question your worth. Like, well, what what is my worth to you then, Lord, if I can't do any of this stuff? And I think so often it brings us back to a place with Jesus where he says, you have worth because I I say you have worth and God says you have worth because I created you and my creation has worth not because of the things that you do. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I think so many women need just, they just need to hear that they are worthy because God says they're worthy and they don't have to act and, and be and strive because, Y'all, that is exhausting. It is exhausting. I'm tiring. just thinking about it. I yes. know, right? And then you yes. put in there virtual schooling and you're now the cafeteria lady and <sighs> you're like everything. Mm. You've got to be everything right now. And that mm-hmm. that can be exhausting, especially when you isolate yourself and you aren't sharing with others the shame that you're feeling. Right. Well, you know, it's like divide and conquer. And 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 you know, right now
2: we're divided in so many ways personally. Culturally, mm-hmm. there are a lot of ways there's division going on. And I think mm-hmm. the enemy is having a heyday, yes. absolute heyday. It's mm-hmm. easy right now. Yeah. And so I, that's why I think it's so important for us to keep telling our stories, both here, any any podcast, any place we write, any conversation we have with people right in yeah. front mm-hmm. of us, because we need community. We, yeah. we yes. need to remind each other what we already actually know and have yeah, forgotten. Right. You know, yeah, there's a absolutely. reason. Absolutely, I think there's a reason why God gave us his word. I think that's, yes. I think we are called to remind one another. Uh, faith is one of remembering God's faithfulness to us in our past, because that will carry us during those times where we yes. are mired in doubt. We need, mm. it, it is a call to remember and we need to mm-hmm. help each other. Remember, yes. there's so much freedom in that. You're right. I'm just hearing you recount all that makes me tired. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Again, all of these things just come into play. And I think as people begin to look at it that way, when they realize, ah, oh, there really are, the deck is stacked against me, yeah. but holding on to the fact that yeah. you're on the winning team. And so yes. there's a lot of hope in that. And so I, feelings are so deceptive. Certainly. Yes. They tell us something and we need to listen to them, but they are not the boss of us. They are not. (laughs) And they are dirty little liars Mm -hmm. sometimes. And so we need to listen to what we know is the voice of truth. That is what is dependable. Our feelings are deceptive.
1: They are. They They are. are. Oh, my goodness. Well, and you know, today, sorry, Portia, go ahead. I was just saying, I just love what you're saying so much, especially about feelings that they don't, we pay attention to them, but they're not the boss of us, mm-hmm. which was the thing that I used to say all the time when I was little, you're not the boss of me to my brother, <laughs> not to my parents. Cause I that would, that's, they were, but <laughs> I think sometimes we got to go back to our three and four year old selves and remember, you're not the boss of me to the things in our life that we allow to push and boss us around that What social media says we need to think or feel about something? No. Can it influence? Yes. Should it? I don't know. You need to make that decision. Is it lining up with the truth of God's word? And you said something of we have to align ourselves to the truth. And I implore our listeners to go to the truth that in God's word. I know that there's a lot that says it's an old book. It's this. It's that. God's word is true. It is powerful. It is alive. And it changes people's hearts. And right. I would almost issue the challenge of if you don't think God's word is powerful, read it every day.
0: Yeah. Read it It'll every change day. You. And see, and see how your thoughts
1: change, see how your hearts change, see how your perspective on things change. I suggest starting in John. John's great. Yes. First John is awesome. That's a great counter coming up to it. Um, uh yeah I'll, I'll I'll just stop there because well, that's, that's really a good, good word there. <laughs> and you
2: make me think you know Jesus says let the little children come so maybe when we go back to as you said to our three or four year old selves yes and and let it be as simple as that we make it yeah, so man. hard life yes. makes it hard life is yeah. hard I mean look at what again we know we're living in a time yes. that we're going to remember the rest of our lives and our children re- will remember. I mean, it's, this is something, this is something That's right. else we're living in. And so we need to remember, we need yeah. to remind each other
0: to remember yeah. what is That's true. Right. That's right. That's so good. Um, I was talking to Portia earlier today that um, so many people never, ever want to admit or talk about their weakness that they're in because mm-hmm. weakness feels gross and it feels, um, you feel powerless because you do feel weak, but in God's word, he reminds us that is when God is at his strongest. God is strong in our weakness. And I think so often if we could just say, you know what, God, I am very weak in this moment and I need you to prove yourself strong. Just yes. saying that simple prayer, he's he so up for his kids. He shows up mm-hmm. for his daughters is that yes. he will be strong when we are at our weakest moment. And I too think I love Robin. I love how you love the word and I love mm-hmm. how you are encouraging our listeners to, to, to dive into the word. And I, Portia, I love what you said, because I tell you, there is nothing, um, truly there, there's nothing like the word of God because right. it delivers this wholeness that you can get from nothing else. Right. And it's a wholeness of self and, um, uh, Robin, my, my family and I've been going through stuff for the next, the last three months, just personal things that we've been dealing with. And, uh, one morning I just woke up and I thought, no way, no more. And we just started plastering scripture all over our walls so that like, no, no matter like if you're too exhausted to read the word, I get it because you're exhausted, but right. you can glance at it and know that that's truth. And so yes. we just plastered them all over our walls. And I will tell you this, it it's changing us wow. because it's, it is not just a sentence. His right. word is literally alive and active and able yes. to change the thoughts of men and women. It's yes. able to change the hearts of men and women. And what I love so much is the title of your book for all who wander knowing why knowing God is better than knowing it all. And I just think when yeah. you know the word, you know, God, Yes. And for right. all who wander, we all are wandering. There's not mm-hmm. the highest of pastors that have not had this season of wandering. There is mm-hmm. not the babiest of Christians that is not going to have every single Christian is always going to have a season of wandering. And mm-hmm. I believe this, the book, listeners, if you're listening to this right now, getting Robin's book is imperative because mm-hmm. it is, you need to know what to do during those seasons. And I feel Mm -hmm. like you don't need to wonder, like, just sit here and go, when is it going to happen? It's going to happen. So be proactive, be proactive. And let's say a wandering season is going to happen. I'm going to get this book and I'm going to learn what happens in wandering seasons because I'm going to need to know what happens then. And I'm rambling right now, but I'm just so passionate. Oh, you're preaching. Well, I just, Uh I really think we can never underestimate. And Portia, I knew we were not supposed to like, get let the cat out of the bag yet but i am because i feel like we're supposed to soon okay. in the next uh like month or two i can't even remember portion when we said it's gonna happen we are yeah. getting ready to start this thing soon and it's called porsche's prayers and um Porsche is uh a prayer like like truly when Portia prays robin she calls heaven down to earth and you feel like where it says um on earth as it is in heaven. When Portia prays, I'm like on earth as it is in heaven, because right now (laughs) she is calling heaven down. And so the thing I love is that, so we're sending these text messages out to our listeners. Um, listeners, you're getting a little, I'm telling right now, Gwen is saying, Susan, what are you doing? Why? Like, and Katie is like, we told you not to talk about this, but I am because (laughs) I need to tell you about this. because Portia prays scripture. That's how she prays. She, uh, and when you leave one of Portia's prayers, you know what she prayed is straight from the breath of God because she prays scripture in such a way that it curls your toes. And so I'm telling you, we're, um, you're they're going to be able to go to our website and sign up for Porsche's Prayers, and then we're going to send text messages out to all of our listeners. And it's a little tiny paragraph that they're going to get every morning, but they get to pray that prayer every morning over themselves, over their people. And if they're in a season of wandering, there is no better time than to pray the very breath of God, because it will change your existence. It will change your soul. It'll change how you view about God. It'll change how you view your family. It'll change how you want to even view the day that is in front of you. And so yeah. um, I'm telling you, if you are in a season of wandering right now, there's two things you need to do. One, get Robin's book. And two, yeah. you, need to, you just need to get your nose so far in those scriptures that all you can
1: smell yes. is it. Yes.
2: You know,
0: the the thing that that I was thinking of, and like,
2: I'm already excited. So thanks for letting that cat out of that bag. (laughs) Speed it up, girls. Make this happen. But the thing is, you might have people who are resisting that right now. Who are like, I am not going to do that, or I don't want to do that, or that's too much work, or I'm not that interested, or I don't buy what she's selling. Mm -hmm. You don't have to feel it for it to be true. Yeah, that is oh, so no. good. Right. And Robin, mess. you better preach. That is good. <laughs> and so, again, that's going back to our feelings are dirty little yes, liars. And yes. so the truth is the truth is the truth, regardless of how you feel about it. Guess what? If I don't believe in gravity, I I pick up my phone and let go. It's going to fall, whether right. or not I believe in gravity. And so the word is so much, well, God, the truth of God and, and what he says is only truth whether or not we choose to believe it. So the only way we can know it is to get in it. And I love that heaven comes down through the lips of Portia. Get on it, girl. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, we have to. I Mm -hmm. Man, I love that so much. Robin, we ask all of our guests this question. If there was one thing that you could leave our listeners with today, what would it be? Oh, I
2: would love to be with them right now. This is us being together, sharing right. a cup of your favorite thing. And I would just look at her. I would hold her, probably you know, with or without COVID, fully masked and gloved if necessary. And I would say, <laughs> I would tell her, I would say, friend, you are not alone, and this is not wasted time. ass. Right. God is at work in your wandering, refining your faith, and using this as a bridge back to Him. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: I love it. God is at work in your wandering. Could there not be a better sentence? That is absolutely right. lovely. I love it. I love it. Because so many times when you are in the middle of wandering, you feel like God is as far away as possible, but he is right. so thick in there with you. I he love is, it. He is at work.
2: and so, oh, Ladies, this has been so good. Can I come back?
0: Yes, yes Robin, you're surely. a gift. I'm telling you, I'm sitting here thinking she needs to be a part of one of our live events. Robin, you are a gift to the soul and your energy is fantastic. I love well, it.
2: I have enjoyed you and I really appreciate getting a chance to come and chat with y'all today. I hope our first conversation isn't our last and that one day we'll all be geographically in the same There you place. go. Yes. I would love it. I would That'd love it. So That's great. so good.
0: That is. That is. Well, listeners, we love you guys so dearly. And we know that this episode has blessed so many of you. So what we want you to do is we want you to share it. You can text message this episode to a friend. You can email it to them. You can put it on your socials, whatever you need to do. Because we believe stories change lives. And when you hear someone else's story, you believe what God God is capable of doing in your own life and then the lives of those that you love. Mm -hmm. So we do love you guys and be on the lookout for Portia's prayers. (laughs) It's going (laughs) to, we're going to have it on all of our social medias, how you guys can uh, social medias. I just made sound a hundred years old. <laughs> all the, it's like when my grandmother used to say the Walmarts, the social media. <laughs> um, on all of our socials, we're going to have, uh, information about Porsche's prayers and how you can sign up for those because you guys, they truly are going to be such a gift to the soul. It's going to be a good, good thing. So, mm. all right. Well, we love right. you guys and love y- love you have a great Friday. Bye. Bye.